in your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? You know, the thing about life is that sometimes it doesn't always go as planned. There will be bumps in the road. There will be adversity. But you will always remember the people that stuck it out with you through thick and thin. You probably can recall the people who called and checked in on you to make sure you were okay or the friends or family that you could rely on during these crazy, difficult times. When you think of this Eagles locker room, the players in this Eagles locker room have been forced to come together in a way that they haven't ever done before. I mean, with, with a whole lot of questions and their health on the line, I mean, even their family's health is on the line here. But people, they're coming together for the greater good of this organization, as well as Eagles Nation, to go out there and win a football game this week. At the end of the day, it's a football game, yes. But to the diehards, it's always more than just football. It's a way of life for us. It's a way of being for us 24-7. And it's normalcy that we all are longing for the last couple of months. Eagles football on Sunday is normalcy for us all. And with that being said, I'm just glad we've made it to this moment. I am Gail Saunders, a.k.a. Eagle Sessions, on episode 136 of Fourth and John. I'm here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. And Evan, how are you doing today, brother? Holy hell, Gail. It felt like that offseason was never going to end, man. To be honest, a few months ago, I didn't know if the season would even start. But it doesn't matter, Gail. It doesn't matter. We are here. Hallelujah, dude. We got a clean slate. We got a clean slate to start the season. Anything can happen, especially in a year like this. And not to mention, we got a juicy matchup to start off. We got division rivals, and not good division rivals, not any division rivals I'm particularly worried about. I know that in recent weeks and recent episodes that my negative sourpuss attitude might be having people a little bit nervous, that I might be thinking about injuries, might be nervous about players not being ready. Screw that, Gail. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to ignite this city once again, and it all starts right here in week one, man. This is the beginning of the youth movement. This is the era of speed and it is finally upon us. I really think that this first week is akin to a top college team going out there and just beating the brakes off of a bottom of the barrel team to get their, their hopes up and get the momentum going for the season. The Eagles really couldn't have a better opponent to to shake off the rust than a team that has gone through as much turmoil as the Washington football team has gone through this past offseason. They couldn't get out of their own way this entire offseason. And so to me, I think the Washington football team has a better chance of getting shit on than Odell Beckham in the back room of a Magic City. This guy off the top. Surprise, motherfucker. I think this is a perfect opportunity for the Eagles to get back on the path to greatness. They got a perfect opponent in Washington. Their coach is dealing with health concerns, a young quarterback, a second-year quarterback. They have players, skilled players that are very, very young, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rookies all across the board. You're looking at this Eagles team, and yes, we've been de- dealt with injuries. We've had players go down. But this is where you get together, bring back some of those guys that who've been – quote, air quotes, injured over the last couple of weeks, 
and they show us. They show Philadelphia what they're made of. They show the Eagles nation what they're made of, and they show the rest of the league what they're made of. We saw what they did in the opening game last season against Washington. You're talking about that speed element that opens up the game. You're talking about the two tight end sets that should be open all day long. You're talking about Miles Sanders putting in work. You know, they're talking about Antonio Gibson and him him making his mark. McKissick, we're talking about Miles Sanders. We also have a phenomenal running back who I think can uh, really set the tone on Sunday. And these wide receivers, it's going to be some serious speed on that field. And I really feel like this defensive line for the Eagles is going to seriously put in some work. At the end of the day, it's it games are won in the trenches. And the, this defensive line, led by Fletcher Cox, is going to be insane. Malik Jackson has been waiting for this moment. Josh Sweat is, is waiting to break out. Brandon Graham is ready and, and always willing to talk some smack on opposing offensive linemen. This defensive line is what we've been waiting for. we got some cornerbacks out there as well. Uh, Evan, how are you feeling about this defensive unit? The defensive unit, I, I, I've, I'm feeling really, really confident about, about this whole defensive line, this front creating pressure. I'm nervous about the linebackers, but like I said, this opening game, I, I the nerves are not there, man. I do not fear this Washington football team. I don't, I don't think the matchups work out in their favor at all. I think the only real position group that I'm worried from, from uh, the Washington football team, would be their defensive line. They got some beasts on their defensive line, but we've got some beasts on our defensive line. They've got a completely just youthful um offensive unit they've got guys like you mentioned they got they released ap so now they're going to be rolling with antonio gibson and they're going to be hoping that they can make something work out of that and then you got terry mclaurin as their number one wide receiver granted he potentially could have won rookie of the year last year he, he was in the running he had a great year but got a quarterback that's unproven right now he is a good wide receiver but we've got darius slay i mean those two did go head-to-head last year. There was five catches for 72 yards for Scary Terry, and he could have had two touchdowns, if I'm being honest, had Dwayne Haskins not ever thrown the ball. But guess what? It's Dwayne Haskins throwing the ball again, man. And it's Dwayne Haskins throwing the ball in a time when we had COVID. He had a head coach that is a new head coach to begin with and, secondly, is going through uh, cancer treatments, unfortunately. So he's not even there to help the development of his quarterback and still a game plan there. And so I'm really liking all of these little tiny factors that are going in the Eagles' direction. Yeah, when you look at the their, their skill weapons, I mean, you're looking at Terry McLaurin uh, drafted in, in the third round, Antonio Gibson drafted in the third round. Gandy Golden. Gandy Golden, AGG, uh, drafted in the fourth round. Bryce Love, drafted in the fourth round. Basically a rookie right now. Yep. Jeremy Sprinkle, their tight end Jeremy Sprinkle, drafted in the fifth round. The, the guys that were, were going up against wide receivers-wise, Steven Sims Jr., Dontrell Inman, Isaiah Wright. Uh, you who? Know, you, they have uh, McKissick, who is a serviceable guy in space, catching the football. You know, Peyton Barber, there's a couple running backs in the mix, I mean, that could put in some work. But Antonio Gibson has flashed. That's why they let AP go. Tight end Logan Thomas, who was a converted quarterback at Virginia Tech. I mean, you look at their offensive line from the left side. You have a left tackle, Jerron Christian. Wes Martin, he's at left guard. I can't pronounce his last name, but it's Chase Rulier. 
uh, right guard Brandon Sheriff, and then uh, right tackle Morgan Moses. So you're looking at the right side of the line is where they're pretty solid. They have a serviceable center. But the left side of the line is where they have to attack. That's where you're looking to take advantage. Uh, this defensive line should eat, man. you got to hope Fletcher Cox is going to come in there and put in work and dominate like he does. Mm-hmm. You know, the Fletcher Cox versus Brendan Sheriff. But Malik Jackson versus Wes Martin is where you want to see them put in work. If you can get those one-on-one matchups, that's what you like to see. But overall, you're looking at an offense that doesn't really scare me. And when you look at our offense versus their defense, I think we can put up a lot of points on their uh, defense. Their defensive line is no joke, though. That's that's the that's why I said the one group on that team that scares me is that defensive line between Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Man, they, they've got some players, man. Some some young guys. You just mentioned Montez Sweat. You you mentioned Chase Young, and then you got guys backing them up like Ryan Kerrigan, dude. Like that dude yep. is been pretty phenomenal jonathan allen defensive tackle donald payne i believe ryan anderson's back backing up montez sweat so overall i think uh but you know, know what else we got out there is the bodyguard baby bodyguard back at left tackle baby and you know yeah, what so like when redskins memories come to mind what's, what's like one of you, one of the first eagles redskins memories that comes to your mind with the the fight between uh exactly you know, where i was going you know, he him sticking up for Nick Foles and just just being what the bodyguard is. Mm-hmm. That that day was his embodiment of the bodyguard, man. And yeah, have, have him having him back out there. That is like I, I I mentioned on Sunday dinner. I'm not sure if the announcement had been made at that point yet, but I mentioned how I I was feeling pretty nervous. The fact that the Eagles didn't seem like they were willing to pay, and he seemed like he wasn't really going to make that move unless they uh, throw him a bone. He finally took it, and he's moving over to left tackle. Man, I got to tell you, that weight lifted off my shoulders when I saw that news. It was, it was awesome. It's kind of those one of those situations where you you just hope and pray that the football gods bless us and uh, everything works out like it's supposed to be. And Jason Peters showed you why he's Yoda. <laughs> he's taking this squad. He's like, you know, I will be the force, young know, Padawan. Like I'm going to protect the left side of this line. And obviously, Matt Pryor is going to move over to the right guard position. Yep. Uh, Suamalu at left guard, Jason Kelsey, and then Lane Johnson coming back. You know, they're going to have a nice little test the first week. Like, with all being said about their offense, you mentioned earlier in the the podcast about their defensive line, and that's where it's going to be interesting. You know, pressure plus pipes. You probably have to think the quick game is coming. They're going to try and get that ball out pretty quick. Yep. They have a cornerback that we all know who loves a double move, Ronald Darby. Um, yeah. That guy loves double moves. He eats them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Fabian Monroe backing him up. Kendall Fuller across the way. Another cornerback, Jimmy Moreland. Free safety, Troy Apke uh, is their starting free safety. Landon Collins. And then, yeah. well, yeah, Jimmy Moreland's in, the, in the, I believe, in the slot. So overall, you know, their, their secondary isn't all world, but – you know, with their ability to get pressure up front, you know, it's got to make it a little bit easier on them. But we've all grown in love <laughs> to sort of hate Ronald Darby's game. He's got that speed, but dealing with quick twitch guys, he's either tearing his ACL or just out of the picture. And he's uh, never winning a one-on-one tackle. 
and he's he always loves to uh, line up nine yards deep. I mean, he's a speed guy. He's a track guy. Did he, you happen to catch his comments today? What did he say? So he was asked if uh, he's going to be playing in the game against Wentz for the first time, and he was asked if he would rather get a hit in on Wentz or if he would rather get an interception in on Wentz. He decided to take the classy route and go interception. I suppose that's the classy route, but I don't see it happening. It's, it's very interesting. I, I feel like everybody is Wentz is, has seen his game. Everybody Wentz knows his weaknesses. So mm-hmm. I think, especially Deshaun, if you saw Deshaun put in work at Tampa Bay. Yep. First, Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby looked lost, bro. And again, Deshaun Jackson hasn't lost a step. So, but I think the tight end should have a pretty solid day. They have every opportunity to exploit their linebackers. They have John Bostic, uh, middle linebacker, Sean mm-hmm. Dion Hamilton, playing outside linebacker. They have uh, Kevin uh, Pierre Lewis. I believe he's their best cover linebacker space but i think well i think it's an opportunity for miles sanders to take advantage of them in space okay i was going the route of deshaun jackson i think deshaun jackson ends up popping off this week historically deshaun jackson versus former teams just balls out he tends to step his game up and on top of that first game of the season he's as healthy as he's gonna be this year and when he is right he is right so i i expect a big game out of deshaun yeah i, th- I think he always comes to play week one especially against his former teams uh, we've mm-hmm. seen him do it to us we've seen him do it to other teams at the end of the day you're just hoping that cohesiveness that you, that relationship you've seen with Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson grow as the years pass you know obviously he missed some time last year yeah. but in, in camp and then week one they look like they were on the same page and then talking about this year's camp They've been on the same page as well. So just really just opening up the field, stretching the field is going to be interesting. Are you expecting big numbers from Wentz? I am, actually. I think we see a nice three, possibly four touchdown game. Wow. Okay. Four touchdowns. I'm I'm telling you, man. I am feeling the juice, Gail. I'm feeling the juice. I think the Eagles come out pounding them, man. Pounding them. But like we were saying before the show. If we're on yeah. the other side of this, if they didn't pull this off, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be a little concerning. This is a team you're supposed to stomp on. Well, I mean, you look at this matchup, You right off the bat, you think, you know, their defense, their defensive line is, is stacked. Our defensive line is pretty stacked. Uh, we, we, we've got some, got some juice there. We have better cornerbacks. I think our defense, our defense is a little bit more better than theirs. And I think our offense is a lot better than theirs as well. Would you trade our D line for their D line straight up? I would. I just. I wouldn't even utter those words. <laughs> <laughs> but on paper, they really do have a stack line. I mean, you, you, Ryan Kerrigan coming off the bench, uh, Chase Young, a, a fireball. It's the young guns, man. The young guns make it worth it. The number two overall pick. The guys look pretty solid in, in camp. He's wild some heads. But I think in Montez Sweat, a fireball off the edge as well. But the only way you, that you beat a defensive line that is going to be firing at all cylinders is if you could hit them with that quick game. And we've all seen how Ronald Darby is with the quick game. Like yeah. you can beat, you can slant him to death the way that he plays, and then you hit him with the double move. That's why you can win. Because I mean, if you could eat him up short, and he bites once, you've seen it from. Multiple wide receivers 
over the last couple of years, take advantage of. Obviously, they're going to pick on the scab. So, in that's, I mean, if, if you go back to look, remember the Falcons game last year? Yep. And how they just pick on Darby the whole game, dude. Yep. I'd look for that during the game on Sunday. Yeah, I expect to see a lot of that. And like you said, Wentz and Darby have practiced together for a couple of years now. Wentz knows his tendencies. He's seen him in camp. He knows what to expect out of Darby. He knows his weaknesses, as do the Eagles wide receivers. So I expect them to take advantage of that. I, I expect yeah. to be targeting his side heavy. And then when we're not targeting his side, sneaking the ball out to uh, Miles Sanders, letting him pop off. I'm just happy that he's ready to go. Obviously, they've been making sure the players have been protected, make sure they're okay. Obviously, we want to make sure they're ready to go for week one and not balling out in practice because at the end of the day, it's all about winning games, right? Right. But the Eagles recently picked up old Richard Rodgers back in the mix. Dick Rodgers back in the building. Also, Rodgers moves that the Eagles, they have protected the following practice squad players. Wide receiver Deontay Burnett, who's had a solid camp. Uh, guard Sue Opeta, defensive end Joe Osman, another guy who's shined as well. Trevor Williams, a guy who's been brought back and released, brought back, released, and brought back, and he's out now on the practice squad, and he's being protected. I mean, you you could see some of these guys actually on the uh, game day roster as well. Yeah, there, there's um, a Deontay Burnett hive out there, man. You you, you see that out there? Yeah, I, I, a lot of people have actually been talking about about Deontay and. They didn't think he was going to get cut. But when you have young guns like, you know, Quez Watkins balling out, Jonathan Hightower, Rager mm-hmm. showing up, it's very hard to make this back into the roster. Big news for Greg Ward making the 53. He's not having to go on the practice squad again. Um, the guy who uh, I was saying that was going to make this this roster. Some, some people were there. You know, he, Greg Ward's not going to – I'm like, dude, he was – he was part of that movement at the end of the season to get into the playoffs. Reliable wide receiver. Uh, another guy who balled out against Washington to get us into the playoffs, to make that ginormous catch in the back end of the end zone. So, obviously, Greg Ward will be in play. And I, I, I'd assume that he, he's going to make some quality catches this week. Yeah. Is that like for, for surprise breakout players, a player that you think is going to have a – a big game that no one suspects. A surprise bl- breakout player? I, c- I, could, see, I could see the uh, the start of the Dallas Goddard breakout year happening happening this week. I mean, he, he's 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 already broke out. No? Or you think he's I, wouldn't say, a- I wouldn't say breakout. I, I, I would say he's going to have a bigger year this year than the previous, so I would call this his breakout year. He's going to have a big game on, on Sunday. I think so. I think so. I think he gets lost in the fold there. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Miles Sanders is gonna have a good game. I do think Deshaun Jackson is gonna like. He's gonna do what he does. I think he's very hungry. I think he's gone through a rough year personally uh, with all the uh, off the field stuff that went on. I think he's just got to get back to playing football and and focusing on what he, his craft. So I think he's he's hungry to make some plays in a midnight green. Uniform, wow. Defensively, I, I think Darius Slay comes up big. But if I'm going to give a player that's maybe uh, NRC, NRC, man in the man in the slot, 
I think he's an underrated player. I do like the stickiness of his play in camp. He's mm-hmm. been uh, pretty sticky on wide receivers. But if you think about across the board, Avante Maddox, he's super fast, uh, quick twitched. Uh, NRC, also his ability to man the slot. Mm-hmm. Again, I named off those wide receivers that he's going to be covering, younger and experienced wide receivers. And Darius Slay, like those are some quick guys. Look, go back to Russell Douglas and him getting torched on day one last season. Those guys can run at the end of the day. How about, how about another guy that's kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say flying under the radar, but I feel like a guy we're really not talking about enough this year. I've been waiting years to see this. I want to see Jalen Mills at safety, man. I'm, I'm excited to see week one of this, him starting at safety. I'm really expecting Jalen Mills. I think how he's going to silence a lot of the doubters this week. He's going to lay someone out over the middle. That's that's going to perk people's uh perk them up a little bit, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, we got an actual legit safety here in Jalen Mills. You know, I think it's been surprising the way he's developed into that silent leader. Obviously, he's not a silent leader in the locker room, uh, but right now we don't know how big of a leader he's taking, you know, that role that he's taking on since Malcolm Jenkins has left. I think he's been working with Malcolm Jenkins over the summer, learning from him how to be a, a pro's pro. So it's very interesting, I think, he, I, I I believe Mills has a huge hive himself. He does. And to see try and take over the safety position, that's a big leap. And I think if he can do it, he's going to gain the respect of not only – he's got the respect of his teammates, he's going to gain more respect from the fan base itself. Right. I, I just think you look at his build, his play style, his speed. I think he fits more in that safety position than a cornerback. And quite frankly, I've I've always regarded him as a very good tackler. I think he's in the right spot, and I'm excited to see him opposite of uh, Rodney McLeod. Yeah. Now, go, going back to Carson. Yeah, you, you just Carson. your eyes just look lit up right there when you mentioned his name. He's like, going you know, back to Carson. <laughs> oh, Carson. Um <laughs> You know, him going down with that injury, which seemed like just yesterday, but it was a while ago, definitely was like the worst taste in everyone's mouth after like being in the playoffs, being that close, and then that opportunity like slipping through our fingers. I think this year itself represents something. Obviously, the pandemic alone, it's been a rough time for everyone, but in terms of his career, it's an opportunity for him to open the door and take it to the next level. And Mm -hmm. that's why I think it's imperative that he starts off on the right foot. I think it's imperative that he really takes control of the locker room, this offense, and just setting the tone on the football field, whether it's being on target, hitting guys in stride, not missing, you know, missing the throws high, but actually commanding the offense like we've, know that he can with consistency. If we can see that we saw how this offense struggled from time to time in the first half of games, first quarter of games, if he can get them off on the right foot, having an offense like Washington try and come back against this defense, that's going to be a tough thing. And we have to get up on Washington early. I believe this is the year that he really shows everyone. uh, He shows that MVP like, season he had in uh, mm. early 2017 you think that we're gonna see mvp caliber once this year huh i, I expect to say it. i expect to say 
I think that I, honestly, in what, what we have, like as a fan base, obviously we look at it from a biased perspective. But re- in reality, we're, uh, Philadelphia fans are realistic. We know what we have in Carson Wentz. We've we've seen what he's capable of, and I think that there's this. You know how the the national media loves getting underneath the Philadelphia skin, Philadelphia fan skin, and they like to kind of just you know twist the knife however they can whenever there's any sort of Wentz news that comes out I think this year is really the year where it opens up everybody's mind Wentz proves to the league that he is what we think he is yeah I think there's a there's a certain part of NFL main top media where they have this stance on Wentz mm-hmm. and they and just keep that stance on because they know it garnishes the clicks it's nice fodder for the timeline. Right. Wentz is injury prone. These storylines, even Philadelphia's own media. Eagles fans bite on that like uh, Ronald Darby bites on a double move, man. I mean, the, the narratives that the you know our own city puts out there about our own quarterback, it's there. And I think the only one who can control his own destiny is Carson Wentz. I, that's why I'm I'm, I'm excited because he's going into this year not recovering from anything you know obviously they, he had some some groin stuff but he's 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 good to go and i'm excited though like i you know i haven't been i'm usually i'm excited for Wentz, but i'm actually a little bit more excited than i have been about Wentz in a long time i feel like he's matured i feel like some of the off the field stuff has moved into his development having that you know like being the quarterback of a football team you're essentially named the leader of the football team just by position alone, but taking control of, I'm not going to say you are going to take a, you take control of the psyche of the players in your locker room, but having them look at you in that light and you're leading them and you, it, there's no distractions with all the BS from the past. Like he's, he's taken leaps and bounds in his maturity, you know, with, with dealing with the, you know, the BS stuff that happened all last year. And, yep. and you know, I think this is this is the kind of stuff that molds players. Yeah, he, he fits the mold of a leader. Like, he he's got all of the qualities that you look for in the leader of a football team. You look at a guy like Deshaun Jackson, who came from Tampa Bay, and you remember, he was there during the Jameis Winston era and the whole, I'm going to eat a W, and he's putting his fingers in his mouth. And the, I remember seeing Deshaun Jackson in the back of that video, and he's just like looking around like, are you freaking serious with that? Like there is an actual factor to these, uh, to the wide receivers, the rest of the offense, the rest of the team itself, how they look at their quarterback. Do they believe in this guy? And I think that this team really believes in Carson Wentz, where like you look across the league, and like how that was happening with Jameis Winston down in Tampa Bay. Like they didn't, I don't know if they showed up every week for, for Jameis Winston, but I think these players believe in Carson Wentz. They're going to show up for him. Playing for a quarterback is a thing. Playing for the teammate next to you and knowing that you're going to put everything on the line for this guy. You saw that team, what they did for Nick Foles. You know, they, they had some classes in the locker room. Yeah, but I, I feel like th- these players want to win. And it, it's funny because I was uh, checking out at a register yesterday, and the uh, bill came out to forty-one thirty-three. Oh, that's and, a uh, from the gods. And I felt like the football gods were speaking to me. They gave me a sign. They're like, "Gail, it's football season. It's time. It's the Eagles' season. 
41-30. Not, but, like, come on, man. Like, out of all yeah. the numbers that come up, it's like we're, like, four, five games, five days away from the season. And here we are with uh, – I mean, the, the numbers are flashing, 41-33. It's football time. If you guys are not excited, we went from – highs and went from lows over this offseason we've been questioning the season was gonna i hands up i had a question that the season was gonna happen yep then there's been unrest in, in the country the players are coming together standing for what's good it's just been a culmination of so many different things family members dealing with covid and Eagles football couldn't come at a better time it really couldn't we're out here drowning and they're throwing us a life vest yeah and it, like this Fourth and John is is a fan centric podcast. We try to like speak on the level of the fan, but also give you some X and X's and O's and talk football from the heart. But for me personally, this is what I need. It's still not real yet. Like when you're gonna tell someone's like, "Yeah, we got we got football on Thursday." Like what? Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday. That's one day away from football, bro. One day yeah. away. Get a little. Oh get a little gosh, chill. man. Oh my gosh. I have one thing I wanted to mention. On Sunday, we are going to we we're going to do some different things here. It's a new Fourth we're, and John. Or we're used to doing tailgating, but obviously, a tailgating is not happening in this situation yeah. in, the, in this pandemic. We're going to do some pregame shows before the game. It can be it could it could take different forms. Uh, we still don't know exactly what's going to happen pregame, but we are going to go live. We are going to live stream we're gonna try to go into people's homes and see what you guys are doing with consent with consent uh via your camera or uh what you're doing what your man cave looks like what your setup looks like some of your game day rituals talk to the fans how you guys are feeling you guys can jump on the show while we're gonna do a pregame show we're also going to be doing a live stream during the game so if you want to just hang out with your homies virtually you can do that like Obviously, we can't all get together like we normally do and watch games. So the next best thing for us to do is do it virtually. Evan, are you excited about doing virt- doing things virtually in, in a different era? I'm freaking pumped, dude. Like this, this is this is as normal as we're gonna get. This whole thing is so freaking weird with, with how you know the world is right now. But like like we said, we're trying to instill some normalcy, get some normalcy back in your lives back in our lives. And so uh, what we love doing on Sundays, that's that's a ritual for us. The entire day is devoted to football. We wake up, we're usually down in those lots drinking, we're eating, hanging out with everybody, and we don't want to we don't want to miss you guys. So, we'll be here on Sunday one way or another. Uh shout out to the uh, Fourth and John writers. We're going to have a little bit of every everything. A lot of a lot of comments from them on what they're seeing about the game. Hopefully we can get some some beat writers in here as well. Absolutely, get some of their takes. Um, just get it. You know, it, we're gonna just jump around the internet virtually. Uh, we might have like we're tailgate hopping, man. A couple cameras down. Uh, you know, seeing what's going on on in on the city. Obviously, on game day on Sundays in Philadelphia is pretty insane. There's always gonna be something to see, but we'll see. We're still uh, working on some things, but um, obviously. We're excited and want to do some different things at this moment in this pandemic. Yep. Yep. Game day, man. Game day is upon us. Game week. Man, I really didn't think this was going to come, man. I'm, I'm pumped, man. 
Like I, I didn't, I never, if this off season has been the longest period of time in my entire life, it's taken forever. It was like every, every day we just drug and drug and drug. And now it, it feels like after, I feel like I just got out of, out of prison, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sprung. I'm ready to go. You did a bit. You're ready. You're ready to get back in action. Exactly. Yeah, I think for me, it's just been a long ride, man. Like I, I do. It's been a long ride, but you're just realizing how much time has passed. Yeah. It's it's right around the corner, and they've done a pretty decent job of players. Knock on wood, not you know getting getting COVID. There was a couple players that came down with it. Even Dougie P got it, but. For the time for the time being, right now they're they're pretty much good to go. Really, just waiting for uh, the season to start. Um, so, no, hope everybody day. stays smart. But yeah, I mean, are you gonna? Yeah, of course, we're gonna we're gonna be smart because we're doing it virtually. We we are we are. I just hope the players all stay smart and keep themselves safe. Is all I'm saying. I mean, the one thing that has been concerning is uh, have you have you noticed that people have been wilding out there recently? Like how I'm seeing on you time, mean like Odell? Not not like not like Odell. I mean Odell's next level. I mean surprise, motherfucker. He's always been he's always done things in his own different way. And this I that's allegedly. So you when, no one's trying yeah, to. I know. I'm allegedly. Um, but I think uh, are you excited about Thursday football? That's a, it's a pretty good matchup. Absolutely, man. You you think that uh, Pat Mahomes comes back down to earth this year, or do you think he just continues to soar? He's unbelievable, he's, man. He's looking he's looking like a natural out there. Yeah. It's like the game seems like it's slowing down for him. For sure, and that's, and he's got good. the whole offense back too. Yeah, Sean Watts got himself a nice little paycheck. Um, happy for him. Lost the Andre Hopkins though. He did. Uh, they had a nice little moment where he was getting paid in front of, and then his family. Came up on the screen, basically was like wishing him well. I think it's it's it's, it's good to see that in the league, um, and it's also good to see the next next level uh, quarterbacks that are developing right in front of our eyes, man. Like it's always good to see. Like I remember when Peyton Manning started, and you're just like, oh man, he's gonna be the next. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get to see, get to see his career unfold. Uh, it's always been great. Um, I mean, even Carson Wentz, seeing him developed into the, the guy that he is right now. Like I, I remember our fourth, fourth and John first started and we were at the draft when he first got selected and just, he's, he's been part of the growth of fourth and John. Like he's, he's been that quarterback watching him grow from a kid from North Dakota into this, uh, you know, this quarterback who's turning into the alpha that we expected him, but also representing Philadelphia the way that we, hope that he would you know like i mean when your quarterback is on point i mean it's always it's, it's always great for the city to have a, a quarterback like i'd rather have i'd rather have a wince represent my city than the Dak. absolutely yeah for sure more wholesome you know? guy <laughs> well, i mean I just Dak is uh you know i'm just a talent wise i'm i'd rather have a I'd rather have a wince yeah, dude. I, I I believe in Wentz's talent a lot more than I believe in Dax. Dax got Dax got different weapons that I think allow him to uh, get get pad the stats when the game's already over. It'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about our uh, NFC East opponents. Not right now, but we'll we'll talk about them soon. Uh, talking about the weapons 
that Dak might have. And, uh, you know, but obviously it's, it's Washington week. Now, Evan, uh, any any last thoughts before we get out of here? Yes. I have, a, I have a score prediction for you. This is how the game is going to play out. I've looked into my crystal ball already. Washington scores first. Washington has a touchdown, goes up 7 nothing to get 31 unanswered points thrown back in their face. 31-7, Birds. Get out of here. That's, that's, that's 30. You said 31-7? Correct. That's called, that's, that's, that's called a stop. That's what I am expecting, Gail. See, I mean, we're both on the 30-burger kick. I, I had 30. Okay. Uh, the Eagles scored 30 points. I, like, we're just hoping for them to score 21, like, past season. Yep. At least twenty five. At least I feel they put up thirty um, and win thirty to fourteen over the Washington football team. I think it's a perfect opportunity to get back in the uh, half greats. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, I think we've covered all the bases. I think uh, we're excited. Evans excited. I know the fan base is excited. Again, uh, you know, we love for you to be a part of what we're doing on Sunday, on football Sundays moving forward. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be interactive. Uh, we want all of you to be part of this the show, what, what, wherever you're at. If you're on the street, we'll put you on the show. Well, like Just checking out the whole vibes across Eagle Nation. I mean, you, I'm, I'm hoping to get some guys. I already put some feelers out, guys that are across the pond uh, who, who are Eagle fans, people that are in Australia that are going to be fans. checking in. I wonder what time game time is even going to start for them. I mean, the, those are those are the real ones. I yeah. Mean, when you're out there watching a U game at two o'clock in the morning or you know one o'clock in the morning, that that'll test your fanhood. But uh, we, the fan base is strong. This Eagles team is strong. And uh, on that note, we're going to get catch this dub, and we'll see you guys real soon. Fly Eagles, fly.